Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are back with another episode of Showtime's Yellow Jackets, season two, episode two, Edible Complex. Now, today we've got Luke and Dave, which are your regulars. You know their voices. You got me. But today, Brian couldn't make it. He's away. So we have a special Binge Town host guest, Kyle. He is a, a Binge Town member. You may not have heard him on Yellow Jackets. Speaking of that, if you're listening on Buzztown TV, which is our Yellow Jackets main feed, it's easy for you guys to catch up on all of our Yellow Jackets episode. Uh, we covered all of season one. Now this is our second episode of season two, but that's not our only feed. So if you're listening on Buzztown TV, hit subscribe and then go to our main feed, Binchtown TV, which has all 350-ish episodes we have. You can go on bingetowntv.com just to more easily look through all the shows we've covered in the past three years, all types of sci-fi, all types of everything. Right now we're doing a Succession podcast. We're doing a Mandalorian podcast. We just finished The Last of Us. We just finished Shadow and Bone. So we've got lots of stuff happening. So smash the subscribe button on both of those. And now let's get back to Yellow Jackets. Now this episode had my mouth agape it was on the floor the first time watched through I, I i've never actually physically had a mouth open moment for that long but damn we've been waiting for it but it was shocking even if you're ready for it you couldn't have expected to feel how i felt i i don't know so i'm just gonna pass it to you guys before we jump in the episode whoever wants to start please by all means dive in Let's let the new guy hop on here. Huh? Yeah. Let's get Kyle's thoughts. Yeah. <clears throat> that works. So I guess maybe a little bit of background on my Yellow Jackets fandom, I guess, just so it's see maybe where I'm coming from. I am not as big of a Shauna hater as B-Toms. So Thank this God. will probably be a little more of a Shauna, rather adult Shauna friendly podcast than maybe typically. Uh, I'm a big Yefe guy as B-Toms likes to pronounce <laughs> it incorrectly. <laughs> Um, let's see what else. And I guess, I mean, and I'm also like everyone else on the podcast, a big Misty, Misty fan. Girl. <laughs> uh, Misty is literally my gal. So I'm excited to talk more about her. Just a pleasure to be here. This episode specifically feels very lucky to be my first <laughs> entry into our coverage. Uh, so shout out to be Tom's are going on vacation, letting me sub in <laughs> for, we actually get to watch them eat people. I mean, I guess technically we got it at the end of last episode, but, uh, just, the the sequence of events that led to the ending was like oh my god oh my god it just like kept rising and rising and rising and rising and rising and the episode ended perfectly i just had a blast i'm so glad that i started watching this show because of our coverage uh and i can't wait to unfortunately i'm sure this will be my last episode but uh i'm glad we get to talk about this one now we'll have you back we'll have you back we'll see (laughs) to go off that not much else to be said kyle summed it up very perfectly this I'm just going to reiterate what I say at the start of every episode that this show is just fucking incredible. I really have nothing else to say. This episode, just mouth was on the floor, just like Kathleen. I knew it was coming at some point. Just just watching it is just a different story. And I'm episode three. Come on. Where are you at, man? Where are you at? (laughs) Five days away. Um, I think it's actually hilarious that we cut one Kyle. Coincidentally, the time we get this kyle <laughs> yeah. to replace him because i'm sure we're done with callie's kyle forever so yeah yeah but... keep your head up king <laughs> yeah he honestly seemed like a good dude i don't know what her problem is she's the worst uh, i'll, I'll expand upon it. that later but this was awesome man because this is what we fucking play for we've been yeah. waiting for the cannibalism and it got here and 
the symbolism at the end was insanely well done and also disgusting, but also really awesome. So many feelings about that. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but great episode. And honestly, I was living for the modern day Nat Lottie stuff because we got so many Travis answers. And I'll put that yeah. in parentheses because who or quotations because who knows if they're actually Thank you. answers Thank yet. You. But still, like I all of that stuff was like big questions from season one and it was just like a crazy info dump from lottie so that's going to be really fun to dissect and talk about but yeah like obviously 1996 1996 or 98 why am i blind 96 96 steals the show with the cannibalism and 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 snacky is what the the reddit community is calling it so 98 is when they get extracted which is probably why you had that in your head um i'm gonna say we switch it up this episode and start with the older people Okay. You know, start in current day and we can start with Lottie and Nat. I think that's a good place to start because 1996 is so good. Let's end with that. Let's okay. let's bring it home with the, with the with the snacky. Okay, cool. So, we're going to open with Lottie and Nat. <laughs> I love that Lottie is like it's not a cold. It's not a cold. It's an intentional community turning suffering into strength so they can live as their best selves. I'm like, okay, girl. She's like, it's not purple. It's heliotrope. I like yeah. everything about her. <laughs> so I don't know. Do we have a name for Lottie's potential daughter? Lottie and Travis's potential daughter uh, <laughs> that got stabbed in the hand. Do we have a name for her or no? I don't think so. And Lottie, I'm also Lottie number one. I'm out on that theory after this I, interaction. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. first few scenes of you know the smoothie and stuff I, I think it's just like them getting some exposition out of there and what's happening she's saying it's not a cult whatever i think we can jump straight into the flashback does anyone have anything well I, the only thing say? i wanted to discuss in that scene with the smoothie is just the power dynamic i guess lottie has over her following because i guess at first you're led to believe that she is very nice and peaceful and she's like warmed over all these people but here we kind of get the opposite of what we had been seeing with her kindness because she clearly has something against this girl i don't know if it's the girl or this is how she treats everyone but to me i saw it as like lottie is like she rules by fear and not just with all mm. the love and caring that she says she does like i think there's a little bit of fear in in here too at, at least to me it seemed like if nat wasn't there that nice switch wouldn't have been shifted on. Like she did that because Nat was there. Like if Nat wasn't there, she would have just completely reprimanded her and told her to get another one. Yeah, totally. But she took it this time and then dumped it in the trash immediately after because she already knows Nat has that preconceived notion of her. And I guess maybe at some level it's kind of right. So she didn't want to show Nat that like iron fist bitchy side of her. Mm -hmm. yeah, That's the way I took it at least. I mean, to be fair as well, Lottie in season two as a young young version right is actually being way more zen and chill than i ever thought she was gonna be i thought she was just gonna get kookier and kookier now there is this like wiccan stuff as uh nat will say but she's being sweet she's sticking up for shauna like she does she's still like our cool lottie that i like and you want to root for her but you know like things are going crazy it, it, she did go through electroshock therapy. So her brain chemistry is all, even if, if it didn't like really make her, you know, sometimes people go electroshock therapy and never speak again. You know, it, it, luckily she's a human being, 
But you don't know how that alters your brain chemistry. It, it definitely does. Um, but I also want to say that nowhere in any of these conversations with Nat and Lottie, when Lottie's like, it's not a cult, we're like getting our best selves, not being like, well, what were you doing with that naked dude? Why were you burying him alive? Yeah. <laughs> no, they they talked about they it. They said it was one of her many treatments that were offered at the resort. Wow. But I, it's We're just taking that at face value. Like, it was, I guess I took it as kind of a, a mud bath maybe but obviously they were burying the dude alive so i don't know what kind of treatment that is but yeah. i could see it more symbolic than anything else like, like they're going reborn. there to change themselves yeah so it's like the object or the yeah. the idea of rebirth this is not talking buy, about it enough i don't me. buy it though they were definitely yeah. planning on killing that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah the whole thing with lottie is that she's basically an unreliable narrator or we don't know yeah. that yet we don't I, actually know that because mm. everything that she says technically can be an answer even going back to the beginning of of her scenes this episode where she says yeah like nat we were monitoring you we didn't actually like kidnap you you were about to kill yourself so like we've been following you for that reason yeah she gives an explanation to every single thing we've done we've seen and heard so far and i guess that lends itself more to the travis conversation which we can start talking about now if we're good yeah so I have that exact note unreliable narrator so everything up until the laura lee bit i was like is it true? Is it not? Or what pieces are true and what pieces aren't? Right. Since we're seeing it, we're like supposed to believe it's true, but no way. And then when the Laura Lee stuff happens and she starts like kind of screaming and being like, oh, and then all of a sudden Travis is all the way up. I was like, maybe this did happen verbatim. Yeah. It's so hard to determine. I, I think I was with you, Kathleen. And at first I was like, oh, this is all horseshit. There's no way she's speaking the truth. But then you're right. Like Laura Lee comes in and you're kind of left to believe because Natalie is also Nat is also yelling <laughs> in present day at Lottie saying you're hiding something from me. And it turns out the the hiding part of the story was Laura Lee's appearance yeah. in that moment. But again, why would Travis give her access to her his bank accounts? That is the one thing to me that is a big question mark, because we obviously know Lottie is loaded or at least her parents are. So she doesn't really need money. I think I'm still going to go under the assumption that Lottie killed Travis. I don't think it was 100% the picture we saw in that flashback. You know, the only weird thing, again, I want to believe in Lottie. Like, I like Lottie and and 100% bought in that it's sci-fi shit happening on this in the wilderness. They're 600 miles north of where they're supposed to be. There's all this shit happening. I believe that Lottie is actually some sort of like medium type Conduit deal. Thing, so, yeah. yeah, so I want to believe in her. But as Nat storms out, Lottie has this look on her face. It's almost like the when Taisa won the the race and she has this evil look on her face as if evil Ty is there knowing like, oh yeah, I raked this shit. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> kill that, kill my dog for this. Like, let's go. And it made me, it reminded me of that. Like Lottie's face was felt knowing or like a little cheeky or sneaky or something like that. I don't know. But First of all, I'm really happy to have gotten a Travis flashback. Mm -hmm. We didn't know if we were going to see Travis. We hoped we would. We did. Laura Lee, I never saw coming. I was really happy about a little Laura Lee little snippet because love you, Laura Lee. But uh, yeah. So I, what did you guys think in general of all of this information, the NDE, like everything that that she was saying? So let's just break down a couple of the quotes because there were some things that Travis's flashback said. Uh, he was like obsessed with the wilderness calling to him. And he just wanted to confront the darkness in the mm -hmm. same way that Lottie did and that Van did. And he just breaks it down to the to the simple idea that you need to be close to death to really talk to this forest, to the wilderness. We'll call it the wilderness because that's what he called it. 
And this all connects back to the last scene in season one with the uh, limbo, like in between life and death that Jackie sees before she dies. And she sees this ghost of the, I'm going to assume that's the ghost of the wilderness for now. And I think that's what Travis was trying to talk to, to find out what it wants to take it, to get it to stop. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, taking over his mind, whatever, whatever's happening here. So I'm thinking that that is starting to be more like, I almost think it's confirmed that supernatural is, is a thing after this episode, especially with the way they shot the, the, the part that cooks Jackie. And then all of this Travis stuff, it seems like it's almost like a hundred percent a thing. Yeah, uh, and then especially great. with the Laura Lee thing too. But yeah, there's just a lot going on here, and I I am really happy that they're going in the direction that I think they are, where there is like that um, what's it called in between life and death? Uh, limbo. limbo. The it's like the borderland. Whoa, yeah, you guys the both dropped limbo at the same time. That was it's nice. not whatever. It it's the what's the biblical? <laughs> it was wrong, but it was nice. <laughs> oh, it's um. So it's it's purgatory. Like purgatory. Like Jesus Harry Christ. Was. <laughs> yes, purgatory. I think that's pretty yeah. much what they're going for. Where and like Harry Potter was. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Harry Potter. In the was white there. when Dumbledore yeah, yeah. has like fucking Voldemort is like a crying little scheming baby. Whatever. God, so derailed <laughs> off of just mean forgetting purgatory. <laughs> Limbo <laughs> yes. and purgatory are, yeah. I yeah. think it's gonna be a thing, and I like that they showed that like this is I think this is the true part of Lottie's story where we're gonna eventually see brushes with death that are gonna allow the wilderness to interact with our girls in 1996 and i think this almost confirmed that yeah but we end the nat storyline with she gets back in bed and she seems distraught and then she has this flash of paramedics coming and putting oxygen on what we assume has to be her now you don't know when that is in her life i tried to see, it was not the cabin you could tell it wasn't the yeah. cabin at first i thought it was because i yeah. was like oh because part of me, when we, I guess we see Lottie last episode and she's giving, like, she's sitting on that stage in front of that lake. And I was thinking that they were back. Like, she went back and built this compound where they were discovered. But then That's I was thinking I there's no way that they would put Nat on a plane, like, knock her out and fly her all the way to Canada from New Jersey. I literally, brought it, I literally brought it up last podcast you episode did, yeah. that I thought it was in the same location. Yeah. And then, but the curtains for me. There were curtains on the window in yeah. this episode, and I was like, it's "They wouldn't have." Thing. There was there's nice of curtains. Yeah. There wasn't that much light around, so I no. thought the same thing though. But I guess obviously, yeah, it was her ODing or, or about to or some complication mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I only really quickly want to bring up the ghost that Travis saw because on this podcast in the past we've talked about Taisa dealing with her own kind of ghost, and then the cabin being potentially another different ghost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Travis saw the ghost of what Thaisa saw. So now that kind of makes me right. Like it, the ghost that Travis saw didn't have any eyes. Like I think it was the same one that Thaisa's grandmother saw on her deathbed. So now hmm, it's is kind that of that thing. Is that is that I don't know if it's I confirmed. Know. I just took it as that was what Thaisa's grandmother saw. But all I'm trying to get really at is that now both sides of Lottie's ghost and Thaisa's ghost are kind of blending together because everything we would have associated Travis to be with would have been with Lottie's ghost, but we literally saw huh. Thais's ghost. So now I'm just, again, I just wanted to put it out there that like, this is all starting to blend, but we just okay. don't have the the overall connection of why Thais and Travis are seeing this ghost and how does it relate to the cabin and everything? Because in the past we've only ever said Lottie has her own ghost, which we think is the forest. And then we saw Thais's eyeless mm -hmm. demon ghost. So I just wanted to put that out there that, Something is connecting all three of these characters. And I'm just questioning. I don't remember 
Travis seeing the eyeless ghost. I'm just forgetting. Me neither. I think it was it was during the suicide. I have to I would have to go back to the episode, but I'm pretty sure he saw the ghost, or maybe it was maybe it was Lottie that did Lottie see it. Then I'm I'm 99 certain that the eyeless ghost was shown on screen during that hanging scene. Okay. So the interesting thing about the two of them, I'll just expand on what you're saying a little bit from my point of view. It's interesting because Lottie, as a kid, was experiencing things like this. She was predicting things. She's a conduit, a medium, whatever, maybe. She was seeing the future maybe a little bit. Then Ty also, as a kid, was seeing the eyeless thing with her grandmom or whatever. So it's interesting that, you know, this theory of there being two different ghosts here or or two different entities separate it is interesting that it's happening that you're saying david's happening with the two people who kind of grew up with this freaky shit so i i'm in on that i don't again like we said last episode it's not fully fleshed out but i like it because i think last episode you said one's lottie's is good and ties is evil which i like as well um but we can get into it more when we talk about ties sleepwalking in the 1996 bit well speaking of just like the overlap as well i mean Travis last episode when he has his like panic attack and a little bit of those visions and he pops that unfortunate boner is like he sees that same tree. I get I feel like I you guys kind of chatted is that the same tree that they laid the bear heart to? I definitely thought it was. And I feel like if you like his had the candles in it and if you overlay Lottie's candle vision where she's walking up the stairs and that like sewer like they're all it's like the same thing same yeah the same layer on top of each other yeah yeah and then now I guess we see later we'll talk about it in uh, Travis is like he's having kind of layers of hallucinations of Lottie being layered onto Nat in the real time like his hallucinations seem very connected to Lottie's hallucinations or maybe hallucinations, maybe visions for her while he's kind of actively hallucinating. There's all at the end of the day, I was just trying to say there is a connection. That in the past, there was a little bit of a, a split on there potentially being two ghosts. But now I think it's kind of breaking down those walls and becoming one ghost. Mm. All right, let's move to Misty. Um, she was pretty quick, pretty siloed in her own little storyline. This is getting to Elijah Wood's character, right? This is going to be part of Misty's arc. It's putting the sick in forensics as his uh, username on the Citizen Detective website. But we start off with Misty. She can't get a hold of Shauna or Ty. She thinks they're on a spa day. Of course she does. So funny. Um, she just wants to update them on the fact that she thinks Nat was taken. Um, she's surfing the site. She she herself posted the picture of the video camera to see if she can hack it. Um, putting the sick in forensics comments is like, I can help. But only if you stop dumping all my fucking fear Adam yeah. Martin theories, which is so great. And then really that's it until she's at work. She's like, downing everything he says and i'm like you're being sketchy now like yeah she is <laughs> she's giving herself up but i loved this little scene with elijah like him with talk about a cheeky little look when he passes her like yeah. wheeling in I, that could be a fake grandma for all i know he could have hired that grandma i was thinking something similar but i don't that, i mean i almost want to say that feels too far but we know how yeah. crazy misty is in the way that she kind of does things and how mm -hmm. the length she's willing to go and i wouldn't be shocked if we get like a mirror character for her in Elijah Wood that Big is like time. also willing to go to crazy lengths like that, like this grandma who's not actually his grandma. Mm -hmm. 
Are we we'll sensing a little bit of a connection between yes. the two? Are we, are I would we, love that. Are we shipping yes. them? Let's go. I'm in. Misty 100%. is bang Frodo. That is happening. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> that's and this the greatest is, this, sentence that's ever Yeah, been this uttered. worked out well because uh, our house just rewatched the Lord of the Rings extended editions for the first time like a couple of months ago. So Frodo's been on my mind and that's awesome. And <laughs> he's he's has a lot of scenes in the trailer for season two. So this is totally going to be Misty's storyline for the at least first half of the season. I'm looking forward to it because I don't know if you guys watch the trailer for next episode but they're definitely mm-hmm. going to have some scenes together um, oh good it's going to be fun yeah they're going to be clashing a little bit it's probably going to have some sexual tension I hope, to, some... I hope they have a shared account on that uh like reddit page or whatever <laughs> maybe they combine their usernames it's like forensic gray or african forensics <laughs> <laughs> i love that but yeah he's acting like missy i think it catches her eye because he's saying things that are you know, making her like pique her interest a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then so when like she... only things that she would say, it feels yeah, like Yeah, exactly. Fucking weird stuff. Yeah. And uh and so she goes to get her lunch. There's a note, it's blank. And later as she's cleaning Caligula's cage with a black light, of course, voila, she's like, Of course, she can read the letter. So basically he tracked down someone who's been living at the motel for a few months and they're gonna be fake FBI agents and interrogate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Awesome. Which will be a 10 out of 10 scene. I already know it. Yeah. They're interrogating this guy fully about the Nat disappearance. Mm-hmm. It's just Misty is the whole, I mean, obviously we'll get to it, but the Shauna Adams storyline just makes my stomach turn. Like every time it gets mentioned and brought up, yep. I feel like Misty is going to fuck it up somehow, even though she's been the one kind of preaching like, this is how you don't fuck it up. This is how you don't fuck it up. And then she's going to be the one that gets her wires crossed and actually ends up fucking it up. Yeah. Well, Sean is not helping herself at all. And that's a good segue. We can dive into it. It's it's really a Cali heavy storyline. No, no Yefe sightings at all, mm-hmm. which is a sad, which is a sad day. <laughs> Just terrible. It, it's a sad day for the Yellow Jackets community when there's no Jeff, but he's Callie... busy in the fucking chicken nugget department. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> we should have we made it Jeff fan group, not Buzztown TV. <laughs> Damn it. We missed on it. Whatever. Jeff stands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Callie, Callie is astral projecting through her life right now. She's sitting next to Kyle. He can't get anything out of her. She's being awesome. real. She is just vaping her brain off, like just just going through it. Breaks up with him. Um, there's a couple scenes of Shauna trying to talk to her, but Shauna is really not being sympathetic or talking to Callie like an adult. Like you already talked to Callie, told her you were cheating on Jeff. But now that she absolutely knows this man is now missing, you're not going to give her any information. You're not going to say anything to her. She's really not helping herself out. This entire episode is like a, and I never say this, but it's a mm, episode for Shauna, old Shauna and young Shauna, TBH. Uh, it's pretty brutal to watch, but she's acting stupid and it's pissing Callie off. And then it makes Callie go do stupid things. Because I'm she's not helping herself. I'm really happy that Brian is not on this podcast because this would have turned into a shit on Shauna Fest. He's gonna listen <laughs> yeah. back to this. Sorry, V Toms. We just uh we're 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 gonna, we're gonna light on our girl Shauna here. You mm-hmm. know, Kathleen just laid it out right there. It was not a great episode for her. Callie is still my public enemy number one, though. Like I feel like she is not a friend to my characters. So I don't think I'm down for all this. And like it eventually turns to her just being the own rat within the household to the undercover cop. Uh Matt, I think is his name. Jay. Which well, Jay is the fake name that he used. Yeah, oh. it's, his real name is Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and we instantly, Kathleen of course. Got- 
We instantly thought it was Javi, of course. Like, Jay, it's <laughs> Javi. It's Javi now. I was going to say, for <laughs> before he said Jay, I thought it was Adam. Adam, sorry, not Adam. Adam's brother mm. was like my first guess because I'm like, he's got to be related and he's tracking down Shauna. Like, okay, Adam told his brother about this woman, Shauna, he was seeing. So he tracked down the daughter to get some information. And then it still could be, but it's not going to be because obviously he's working the case. They look a little alike. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. When we said Javi, Alex was like, terrible casting if it's Javi. Terrible. Because, like, yeah. he's, he's like guy. some sort of Latinx. Yeah. Like, yeah. he is yeah. not. That is a white man. <laughs> the casting for old Travis was really good. Yeah. Agree. He looks a lot like him. Mm hmm. I just don't know how we get out of this. And it feels like it's it's only episode two of this season. And Shauna is screwed. They have her text. And there's just no way around that, in my opinion. Like, it's over. How is this going to play out in a way that is going to be entertaining? It just feels like Shauna's going to get arrested next episode. But I will say, so Kevin shows up and they have that whole, like, pseudo interview because he's just trying to yeah. pull some information out of her and man i didn't think i was going to be rooting against kevin this season i thought he was i, I thought he's like i liked him a lot last season but he's definitely uh going to be a, an obstacle but dave i know you want to bring up one of the things that he says with uh when kevin and matt talk and like they, they talk about the whole kelly interaction oh, oh yeah 100 percent. because i feel like the past couple episodes it has been a little bit of like shauna being a dumbass a little bit and not really covering her track so i like that even here although she has been being a dumbass kevin does give shauna the respect that she deserves and says look we can't go about this just busting down doors shauna is actually a very smart woman mm -hmm. we need to take our time with this and so i like yeah. that call out for shauna because again she just has been not doing the great She's not been doing great these past couple episodes, so just give her a little bump up. And totally for what agree. it's worth, I said that she's definitely screwed because of the text, but I think that there's no way she's screwed and she's going to kill Kevin in some way, which mm. I'm Whoa. really sad about. No. I think Kevin's dead. Mm. Yeah. Kevin was another character we debated whether or not we were going to see again after Nap pretty much broke his heart. And here he, we should have called that, of course, soon as there was going to be some sort of like detective work yeah. to being done on Adam, we should have called that. But I'm going to lean more towards they're going to recruit Kevin for like yeah. the whole Nat disappearance arc. And maybe that'll throw his scent mm -mm. off. Mm -mm. Matt is too like this new Matt character seems too ingrained in trying Matt to prove, might, prove himself. But I feel like Kevin, maybe they might be able to convince. How hard would it be to just throw Lottie under the bus for all of this? Like if, if she caught, if she kidnapped Nat, they could just be like, oh, she kidnapped Nat and also killed Travis and also <laughs> killed Adam like this this chick is a psychopath like let's just dump all of our baggage on Lottie it could Man. I don't know how that would play out but we'll see I, hope, I, think I don't think I want me. to watch that though that's like I don't think I want to watch yeah. the show I agree that might that be road. that would be too straightforward I guess maybe yeah my guess is they recruit Kevin kind of as a dirty cop like he's gonna mm. now be like a, a yellow jacket and and cover and try and go against Matt Bus, I think bus, that's bus. that uh, glass half full kind of look to it. And I think I'm on like that it, side. I'm, no, I'm the, on that side, too. Dave, I, I had the same vibe as you when he was like, Sean is smart, like, like, chill. You're going to blow this. I think, yeah, he wants to get to the bottom of it, but he does respect Shauna. Matt calls him out. He's like, I get it. The plane crash. You went to high school together or whatever. But Matt drinks fireball. So I already okay. am like red Thank flag. You. Someone brought that up. <laughs> I was that the whole cat scene i was like okay like she's pretty smooth like this is she's flirting like really well with him like i was actually kind of vibing with her and then <laughs> they get the fireball shots and i'm like okay that's weird and then 
Because, okay, so I guess the premise is more of, I didn't realize that she was in college. She's not. not. She lied. I, oh, not. okay, good. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure she's in high school. So yeah, I don't know how she she's lied. drinking at this I, at this I said bar. the same thing. Okay, that makes so much more sense because she like sips on the fireball shot. And I was like, has she ever drank alcohol before <laughs> in her life? Like, that is not how you take a shot of fireball. So, okay, they do say in this episode that Adam's only been missing for a couple of days. So that if we didn't already have an explicit confirmation that it's only been a day or two since season one, whereas like we have the time skip in 1996, that aside, how is Matt capable of getting away with feeding this girl that he knows yep. is underage? Like this is, this is almost a thing where even if they successfully arrested Shauna, he's getting arrested and fired Coercion. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I, I don't understand how yeah, like he, him knowing she's 18 or 17, whatever she is. Yeah. Maybe he did know. No, he did because he knows it's Shauna's daughter. Yeah, he knows for sure. I do like I like him as a character. I mean, he might end up being an adversary, but I, I like his addition to the show. He's mm-hmm. dead. Him and him and Kevin signed, sealed, delivered. Shauna's Shauna and Hefe, they're murdering that, burying it aside. It could go either way. I think our only options are Kevin's dead or he joins the squad because I feel like when you're yeah. this close to being a part of the Yellow Jackets without being there in the plane crash you're going to be susceptible to supernatural shit happening to you. And that could either work against Kevin and getting him killed, or he'll want to get to the bottom of it and help them out. But we'll see. At the beginning of the episode, I was sad for my, my boy, Kyle head up King, but now seeing Callie, I'm like, you know what? He's probably better off in the long run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's he got a mom need to that's making him fucking chocolate chip yeah. pancakes. He's living the life. He's got it. So, yeah. So keep your head up, King. Stay the course. You'll find somebody in college. <laughs> The last thing I'll say, too, is I'm glad that the show had Callie slip up in a way that wasn't, I guess, like horrible writing in our eyes, because the past couple episodes we had discussed questioning, like, how is Callie going to drop the ball? Like, is it going to be really stupid? Like, this was like, yes, it was dumb for her to admit all this stuff to just a random stranger. But at the same time, it was believable because she's going out. Yeah, because she's going out. She's trying to drink away her issues. And then she's also, you know, going through all this stuff. So she wants to let it out. And so I think this was like a clean way of them having Callie get thrown under the bus here. I don't well, think he, she's like, she's not so anti her parents that like she wants to get them arrested. She just wants I them mean, clearly, to like be real with her and like tell her the truth almost. Like I mean, she got Shauna out of that jam with Kevin. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. not like maliciously towards her parents, like acting mm-hmm. a certain way. She just, I could kind of see your perspective of like, you know, something is very yeah. wrong, but like your parents are acting like everything is normal. And I'm sure that eventually would just be like, okay, fuckers, like. I'm a Cali apologist. Last episode, I said the same. I was like, I love this Cali stuff. I'm good. They were like, they put someone put her as the buzzkill of the app. I think it was Luke. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Listen, I totally understand the anti-Sean like perspective of it, but I I enjoy her character for what she brings to the show. It's funny. The last thing I'll say, I'm sorry, is just I think it was funny that we're talking about how Kevin was like Sean is smart. But last episode, it was like a full-on clinic on Shauna being a fucking idiot. Yes. <laughs> trying to cover all these tracks. So like how Shauna, yeah. how smart rather is Shauna actually? She's so smart, but she may do dumb things, but she'll also murder you and eat you alive. Yeah. Like she's, she's <laughs> that's decisive. The thing you don't know. <laughs> she's decisive for sure. Is it the right she'll, thing to do? Maybe not, but she'll fucking do something. Yeah. She's yeah. definitely book smart. Street smarts are a little lacking. Her survival skills through the roof, but street yeah. smarts are not all there. Yeah. Oh yeah, leave her in the wilderness. She could probably survive, but yeah, <laughs> murder someone wow. and try to get away with it. No. I don't know if she can handle that one. I can't w- wait for 1996. So let's dive into Ty. We'll get back to young Shauna. Adult Ty is doing anything she can to stay awake. She is ripping espresso, caffeine, working out, showering, pills, 
anything she can. Now, she comes down the stairs and Sammy is down there, right? And he's playing with the dog and he's like, I walked from school, sorry, whatever. She calls Simone. Simone's pissed, of course. Um, But by the time Simone gets there, she's passed out. And now the first thing I thought was, first of all, you haven't seen Sammy in days and you're just going to pass out the second he gets there and you have some time with him. Obviously, like it was, you know, what we saw later, it's a hallucination. But that was my first thought. So I was glad it was a hallucination because I was like, man, Ty is fucking up. Like, go hang out with your kid. What is going on? Mm -hmm. But yeah, like he's been at school the whole time. This was a really quick tie. Ty and Misty got like really short scenes. But yeah, what do you guys think? This is this is like really bad and we'll talk we'll get to the very end scene after but what do you guys think about the hallucinations of it all i was convinced when i was watching it live that when simone got there they were gonna go up to sammy's room and he was gonna be murdered like i thought she was going to have killed him but then they crazy it would have been wild and they had to kill simone probably yeah (laughs) yeah Instead, they decided to go to the Fight Club route, which I'm all in for. This was like a really cool scene. I mean, it showed that she was actually talking to herself, right? Like it mm-hmm. wasn't just a dream. Yes. So it actually was like she was physically going through the motions and stuff. Um, yeah, I, dude, Taisa has some issues. And it's I think Simone might be dead. There's a chance that she could have died in the car crash, which I can mm, see that easily. I don't know how that would play with Sammy then, because Sammy becomes almost like a harder character to write without Simone being there because then Sam's going to have to be around all the time. Uh, so maybe not, but either way, like that ending scene Call was them. really, really intense. And if Thaisa is not going to do something now, she never will. And she's probably just going to succumb to the evil Thaisa at some point. But this is the last chance she really has like as a wake up call to rationally do something. And I, I don't think she's going to do something about it, but I guess we'll see. The eyes were looking red, baby, this episode. Those demon yeah. eyes were coming out. But I honestly thought it was actually a little obvious that she was hallucinating that sammy wasn't there i think i even made a comment during the moment i was like there's just no way i i don't think she's because we knew she was obviously sleep deprived so i just the moment we saw sammy there appear out of nowhere i was like okay this has to be a hallucination even if he says he came right from school I, i just wasn't buying it but with like luke though I thought it was when they saw the window open, they were going to look out Sammy's splattered body just on the ground with the dog. That's what I Jeez. thought was going to happen. But yeah, I him and t- Steve just fucking did a little aim for the bushes. Where is Steve? Aim for the bushes. Yeah. Aim for the bushes. Steve, Steve. is actually missing Love for the MV- record. My MVP from last episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah Dave, also, Steve did you not pray. make a prediction that he was going <laughs> to make it through the whole season? <laughs> Yeah, Dave. Better, yeah, that might, <laughs> yeah, might be underwater. Might be underwater after this episode. Really? I, first of all, the amount of coffee that she drank would have legitimately killed me. So yeah. the fact that she is even alive is crazy to me. Uh, the second thing is the the mirror look was really really well done. I right. Like that when she's like sitting down at the mirror and she's yes. like doing whatever, and then the one thing pain like kind of goes towards the camera. Mm-hmm. I thought was really good, and that probably should have been maybe a red flag of like. She's acting up in some way and not just like, because I took it as like she's knows that when she goes to sleep, obviously she's liable to do the sleepwalking and do crazy shit. So she's just forcing herself to stay awake, mm-hmm. which is obviously what's happening. But I guess I didn't realize the that she could like actively hallucinate while awake and do some maybe do something. I don't know if like the whole Sammy thing was because of the is like bad ties of woman in the tree. But like, obviously, she could flip it on when she's awake. In terms of like, when she was in the car, she just started ripping 
into that intersection. Yeah. Like that was not, she wasn't asleep unless maybe she was, I have no idea, but I think the demon just can get really pissed. And at those moments when it gets really mad, it can just come out because you're like in the mirror scene. Yeah. The demon was pissed that Taisa wasn't going to bed. So it couldn't have like full control or it's maybe it's time to do whatever it needed to do. And then in the car, while Simone's kind of like hounding into Taisa a little bit, that look definitely wasn't from Taisa. That was the demon's it's look for ass. sure. And then leads to the car crash, which I guess was, are we ready for that? Yeah, that was I, I knew it was happening. Like the moment she's only looking at Simone and just focusing on the looks there. I'm like, car crash, car crash, car crash. And I thought it was going to come on Thais's side, but it comes on Simone's side, which also I would not be surprised if Simone, they were just like next episode, she's in the hospital. And they're like, look, we can't do anything. She's not going to make it. Or she's just so like she's definitely fucked up. And then her anger towards Thais is literally going to be through the roof, like never seeing Sammy ever again. Kind mm-hmm. of I think I'd rather the latter. I think I'd rather her be alive and be. The latter's tough, though, because force is the issue so much more mm-hmm. than if she's like incapacitated in some way. Like Obviously, the most extreme, yeah, the most extreme version of that is her dying. But because she has threatened at, at least twice to go public with all of this information. Yeah. And that feels like that quickens the story so much. Yeah, if she's still alive, awake, has an ability to speak to reporters like that, I feel like that would it would be weird if like there wasn't. I mean, I guess to use a metaphor for the scene of actual like pedal to the metal, like her storyline accelerates so much in 19 or in in the present day. But I would argue that Kevin is doing the same thing for Shauna's storyline. So maybe it kind of works out. And like Lottie is doing a lot of this pedal to the metal Travis stuff for Nat. So it, mm-hmm. it is kind of in line with everybody else. Yeah, it's That's moving. my question too is, did they ever come out and say how many seasons there's going to be? Yes, I thought I they it was did. three or four. Is, they said well, four? I thought four or I think, five. I, I five seems like five. way yeah, too much. What, I feel like five would be for too how much. things are going. Four would be a sweet spot. A three season show of this would be, you know, perfect. Four would be great. I think anything past four would be a little bit of overkill because it's only they they are in the wilderness for two years. Like, how can you stretch that over a five season show? You know, like if we're already at the pace we're going with it being months past, like it's just it's hard. I, I think this episode specifically made me feel like five and maybe even four seasons seems like a ton. Just I because, like you're perfect. saying, the Kevin thing kind of seems to be accelerating things of Sean. Because, like, Sean in prison, how much storyline can we get out of Sean in prison? That's just not happening. I'm sorry. I'm not, <laughs> you know I'm, what I mean? Like, things like that. So, that like, like Thaisa, this info becoming public of her, like, that feels like it pushes us to endgame fairly quickly. So, let it's me jump five. in. Let me jump in. For, yeah. Five. It's, it's, so, the a month ago, the showrunners came out and said that they originally had a plan for five seasons, and they think that the after season two, they're still on track for that. So that's what it sounds like it's going to do. And I, right, I'm so here. Kevin and Simone are, are dead. They're dead then. Yeah. 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 I feel like that just, yeah, that's the way I, I can totally see it. Just like, like it keeps building of like the, the lengths that they're willing to go to, to keep all this information quiet, just keeps getting more and more and more deranged. Just like the lengths they're going at the same time, the lengths they're going to survive are getting more and more and more deranged. Does this show five seasons end with all of the yellow jackets going to prison in the modern day? Cause like that could be where we eventually get, if this follows everything keeps escalating, like Sean is out here murdering cops now, like to cover stuff up. Like I it could go like, that way. I feel like not necessarily a spoiler. I feel like, cause they talk about it a lot of like, the like the factions that they'll end up creating in the wilderness like maybe they reform in the current day yeah 
I feel like I also think a lot of the 1996 will be heavy in episodes moving forward. You know, I think that like Misty and Ty, yeah, this plot has been moving, but they don't get that many scenes. They're just tiny little scenes that we talked about Misty stuff in two minutes, which we never do. You know what I mean? So I think that we have 19 months to get through or 18, whatever it is in the wilderness. I think that's going to lay heavy. Like we were 12 or 13 minutes into this episode and we didn't see the current year yet. It was just straight 1996. So I think we're going to rely heavily on that and then they can slowly build the current day because the current day is moving slowly, like day by day we're getting. Whereas 1996, they're going to have to like cover a lot of ground. They could be flexible, which is nice for us. I want warm weather again. I want to see what it's like when it's Mm -hmm. not like them kind of snowed in and stuff. And I mean, let's, I guess, talk about the... Oh, we'll talk about more of that when we get actually into that. Story I think more. we're ready to jump into 1996, right? Yeah. Dave, wow, you have one last thing. I'm a fucking Segway machine. Yeah, he doesn't my, even know it. Either. My only comment was going to be that if they, the one thing that really sucks me in personally as a viewer is the mystery of knowing, okay, who's going to make it out of 1996, who's going to reappear mm. in the present day. To do that over five seasons seems like that would be so difficult. Like it already feels like we've already reach the point unless they keep introducing yellow jackets like crystal like oh by the way like there's other people here on the plane crash that were here you know i just the mystery of who's alive who's gonna make it that that only feels like a maybe a three season thing then if it's gonna be five seasons total like i just don't think there's any way they can keep that mystery going for yeah four seasons plus i would go as far as to say that that's over for me like it's pretty much done pretty much gonna be done after the season and whatever happens happens we saw the 1998 clip of van surviving we saw like and we know all of our girls i don't think there's going to be any more surprises yeah that was just one of the big things that like i loved about the show was getting that mystery so we'll see how they keep the the magic of the show going for five seasons but i trust them i mean these seasons have been incredible i think you know i'm fully prepared for them to to do five seasons yeah we also opened up with that 1998 scene. We opened up the possibility of middle ground, like anything from from 1996 yeah. to now. So yeah, right. who knows? Let's get to 96. Best part of the episode. Um, we open with Shauna and Jackie having a little wee chat, you know, in the meat locker. There's not much meat left. Um, and Jackie asked the burning question, which is, of course, her self-conscious, her subconscious. But. What did you do with my ear, Shauna? What are you doing with that thing? Come on, you make it a little coffin. And she's fucking with her. And then it ends up just being like a, a makeover session. She braids her hair to hide the ear, does her makeup. She's staring at Jackie's neck, being like licking her fucking lips. Not really, but you know what I mean? And then there's the whole slice of the arm scene. So it's obviously Shauna doing it, but but Jackie's doing it on screen because it's her hallucination slash subconscious doing it, but wild. Go ahead. This is amazing that they did the fight club thing twice in the same episode. I actually really, cause fight clubs, the shit. So I love that, but that's what I was getting. Like the vibes where Shauna didn't realize she's the one cutting Jackie's arm because her subconscious and her, I'm assuming mm-hmm. she has the highest level of hunger because oh. of her baby, like by far. So like she's not even realizing she's like, I'm going to eat more of her. And like, all of that was like really well done. And I love any, anytime we get Jackie scenes, which we could be done. Possible. Brunel, I love her so much. I'm so sad. Yeah, I don't, I really hope we're not. I, I literally, I think that Ted Jackie hallucinate. Jackie is better than alive. Jackie. Maybe for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because Alive Jackie was annoying in the sense that she was like kind of complaining that like they had to do things to survive in the wilderness. And it was like, all right, Jackie, shut the fuck up and go chop wood, do something. Yeah. You know, and this Jackie is way better. Like, I like snarky, no consequences. She's not actually there, Jackie. Yeah. And I feel like that is right up Ella Purnell's alley. Like, she nails that kind of type of character, it feels like. So. A little jinx in her, Yeah, exactly. I really hope that's not the last of her. I can't imagine it is. I feel like they they've really pushed like the idea of hallucinations so much. Yes, I mean maybe it's just the hunger, but I feel like it's going to be more than that. So I don't think that's the last we'll see of Jackie. Like if we're talking five seasons here, you know. Yeah, this this kind of Jackie could certainly be like three seasons. Then maybe at the end of season three, Shauna overcomes that guilt of yeah. all mm. this Jackie, and then leaves her behind, and that's when we last see Jackie. But I think we're definitely going to see more. Also, of ooh, it's going to happen I mean, she, when she gets rid of her necklace too. That's yeah, that's how that's going to happen. I like that. Good, yeah, because like I mean, we've had Jackie with present day Shauna hallucinating. Yeah, that's true. At the very that's least, true. so like, there's no way that's the last of her. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say though the the cut to like Jackie with the makeup, like dead Jackie with the makeup, was insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Where Brutal. did the makeup come from? That was it's just like one of the girls' cases. Yeah, that's what I figured. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd be so mad if someone was just using my the only makeup we have on the island to do a dead girl's face. I'm like, mm, maybe not. The island okay. was just the wilds. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on the island <laughs> you know there's water somewhere <laughs> um but but moving forward the girls the rest of the girlies and ben and travis and all them they're they're talking about shauna again and uh ty's gonna go get her because they're saying like it's absolutely dangerous for her to just be out there and blistering cold with a baby and like we've barely eaten and all this stuff right so um more importantly though Hold on, I don't yeah. want to kill your momentum if you're going to go to the Taisa sleepwalking thing. Is that, no, or you're, I was going to say talk about the fucking, fucking stinks in there and they need to know <laughs> But before you do that, the bucket. one quote that I really liked a lot was uh, Taisa saying no one's eating Shauna's food. Like they're all saying maybe we should eat Shauna's food to, yeah. to mess with her or to make her like, you know, whatever. Hurry her up. Taisa says no one's eating Shauna's food and everyone in the group looks to Lottie, to Lottie and she goes, yeah. no one's eating Shauna's food and everyone's like, okay. Like it's just Lottie's law, man. She is just whatever she says is it goes. So just wanted to point that out because it's starting to become they're writing it more and more obvious that she's like the leader, the de facto leader. Yeah. All right. Who's shit in the bucket do we think? Let's get our on three. On three. I love on threes. Okay, (laughs) ready? Who's shit in the bucket? I'll give you a second to think. I should have texted this in the group. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even okay, okay. You didn't think about who shit in the bucket. I've been texting Luke about it all week. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I didn't. I guess I didn't think that I would have to be put on the spot. I'm not used to watching, expecting to have que- answers to questions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Just think of someone. I'm ready. Dave, you got one? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Misty Hoge. What? <laughs> oh wow! I'm glad we were. I thought we were. I thought at least most of yeah. us were going to be on Taisa page. So, I'm so we got broken up. Two Taisas from me and Dave, a Misty from Kathleen, and Coach Ben from Kyle. Which Dude. where did that come from? <laughs> well, that is I, so Misty's funny. So dead on. Well, not the whole idea of is it does it look like a guy poop? And Travis is like, that's not a thing. <laughs> but the idea of, I mean, th- the person who would have the biggest issue actually going outside to take a shit is Coach. Coach Ben. Okay. Yeah. So like it, for him, a- it's the easiest to be like, I'm just going to fucking shit in this bucket. And I mean, like, he's not going to carry it out there. He's on crutches. So he knows yeah. someone will actually okay. end up doing it. So you, Kyle you went logistically. Me. The boys went with Ty because she wouldn't even know she's doing it, which would be ironic because she's the one screaming about it, which is yep. hilarious. And then I went with Misty because she's fed up of people being mean to her. 
That's just what I did. And I think she's crazy enough to do it. I think so she's just like, those, let me just shit in this bucket. And all of those room. options have legitimate reason behind them. Yeah. Is there even going to be a situation where we can find out the answer? Yes, there has to be. Why would they make it such a thing? They're going to kill know? Coach Ben next because he's shitting in the bucket. <laughs> we'll get there. I think Coach Ben <laughs> is definitely next on the chopping block, but we'll get there. Yeah. So quickly, they they very much, I think it was a um, very specific scene they did where they said, Something like Aquila, where's the lantern? And they put and then it's not the Aquila we knew from last season. They had recast her. And I don't know why, because I really liked Aquila from last season. I tried to look into it. There's really not much details. I stalked her the old Aquila on Instagram. Seems to be doing well. I don't know. Maybe it was like behind the scenes stuff. Maybe she had other um commitments she had to do. Who knows? But they recast Aquila. I actually didn't even realize that they did until they like did that scene, which was great. Cause I was like, oh shit. They recast because there's all new girls on the team. I'm like, oh, that must be a new girl, one of the new girls, but it's not. It was Akila. I'm going to be honest. um, Akila already didn't get that much stream time for me where I honestly didn't even notice, (laughs) to be honest. That's what I, that was like an issue, maybe potentially with season one as a whole. And then going into this is that, like, I feel like there was a focus on her. Like, I feel like I would have liked more about her. And maybe we'll get it because of the whole idea of she's literally only there because Allie broke her leg. Yep. So like that idea of that chance happening, like I feel like should be a topic that gets brought up at yeah, some level. I, I think the same. And I like tequila. I I did realize as soon as they panned her, I was like, whoa, that's not my girl. Where's she at? <laughs> my but, girl. Yeah, I like her. <laughs> anyway. Okay. And, yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> uh, moving forward, high sleepwalking, right? Van wakes up. The rope is cut. We don't know what she even used. They talk about it after. Who? Yeah, teeth maybe for Jumpers sure. For sure. Van chases her down. Fucking dope. Van just tracking her via her footsteps. And tell me that this guy is not Orin from Parks and Rec. That is like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is so perfect. <laughs> As soon as I saw him, like the emo guy from Parks and Rec, I had to remember his name. I was like, "What is his name?" But wow, that let's is talk about cut. him. Is Dave? Is this who Orin? you're saying that you think Travis is saw? He, yeah, this is who I think Travis saw. Okay, because well. he or did least, have the fucked the up eyes. Meth- yeah, or at least Lottie. Lottie or Travis is definitely seeing this guy as well. I well, guess. this is a hundred percent the Taisa ghost. Like that's confirmed, yeah. obviously. Yes. But it, the thing that I thought was interesting here was looked like the ghost was leading her to the cliff to maybe kill herself whatever that's probably how van took it yeah when they're panning away you see that the symbol was on the tree and Mm -hmm. i can't rationalize this ghost trying to kill taisa because that makes zero sense to me and it contradicts a lot of the other sleepwalking scenes specifically like when the ghost sleepwalks her up the tree when the wolves attack to save her so like it doesn't seem like this ghost is trying to kill taisa because that I, i can't make that make yeah. sense there's too many contradictions for me are you guys like do you think the ghost was trying to have her walk off the edge Is, was that a red herring or like how, how do you think that plays into like her ghost i literally I mean, have I no thought, idea i thought she was going off the cliff but does that make sense though no your, your, your logic makes like if you're asking if is that makes sense like your logic yeah. i think your logic makes sense that i because i think i agree with kathleen i think she was gonna walk off the cliff and kill herself yeah, but then that ties into what you were saying. That why would the ghost want to do that? Or... The ghost hasn't tried to hurt her yet, unless she was, unless the ghost made her climb the tree so she could jump 
out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, about it. And she's eating is... dirt to die on the dirt or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think this is like going to add to the conversation a ton, but this is um so the name of the episode obviously is Edible Complex, which yes. is a play on the Oedipus complex. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think Oedip- the Oedipus complex itself matters a ton here because that's I don't about, think so like, either. That's about a son being in love with their own mom and wanting mom, to kill yeah. their father. But the Travis, that's Travis yeah, and Lottie. Travis thing. and Lottie, kind of like Ooh. because the positions mm. that they were doing, like when Travis and Nat were having sex, there were some like motherly positions mm. that Lottie was holding Travis in, which was weird. We'll yeah, so weird. But, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. This playing into the Thais's ghost thing is it's it's eyeless, right? It has its eyes gouged out. The story, the play, I guess it is of Oedipus. The original Oedipus Rex is that he essentially is like unwillingly or unknowingly fulfilling a prophecy that he kills his dad, becomes king. And then while he's king, he obviously marries his mom, which is the psychological Oedipus complex part of it. But the other part of it is that he's looking for this killer that is like murdering people in his kingdom and like a plague is happening. And the ending is that he discovers that he's the one that is killing everyone. Mm. And then when he finds out, he, he stabs his own eyes out. Interesting. That plays into Taisa shitting in the bucket. It and does. Also, <laughs> and, and farther with the clip thing is that so his big thing, a big thing that he does is that he solves the riddle of the Sphinx, which again doesn't really mean a ton here, but there's part one version of the story is that when he solves the riddle of the Sphinx, the Sphinx throws herself off a cliff. Wow. Which like I don't know if like the pieces are there, but I don't really see yes. the way that they connect Next. together. Because obviously there's an intentional like influence and thing about the whole like roman culture ancient greek culture things like that i mean the last episode was literally friends roman countrymen and then yeah. this episode that's, we that's see them line. Di- we see them dining as roman tokas, yeah. i have more about that when we get to it but the, the friends roman countrymen is i mean from the play julius caesar and the line the full line is friends roman countrymen lend me your ear which obviously the episode ends with shauna eating jackie's ear so wow. there's something very purposeful about it. I just don't. I have no fucking clue what it is yet. Yeah, like, the Taisa thing. I just the, the specifically yeah. Taisa. The the parts are there, but is there any level of connection between them? I have no idea. Like, why would Taisa mm-hmm. the ghost want Taisa to, to kill Taisa? I feel like if anything, Taisa is a useful tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why would it come to throwing her off the cliff? I Interesting. No More quote unquote practically is imagine just waking up on the cliff face. When yeah, I, no. Like, <laughs> well, like, where do you even go from there? I said it to Luke. I was like, if you're Taisa in that moment, you're like, damn, I shit in the bucket. Yeah, <laughs> you should Maybe. know. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like so crazy. And I mean, good for good for Van, obviously, for doing that. And I, when they go back to the cabin, Ty doesn't seem to have the self-awareness to realize that like Van is doing so much for her. Mm-hmm. And Van obviously cares about the whole, whole Lottie belief system thing. But mm-hmm. Ty continues to just completely squash it and step on it. Mm-hmm. I think this was just a huge moment. Like, Tyson was about to die. Van literally just saved her life. And I guess you could maybe argue that they're even. But I just don't like that she just completely steps on Van's beliefs immediately afterwards. Yeah. That's when Van point. is obviously trying to help her. And, like, Tyson obviously has a very clear issue that only Van knows about. It's just and like kind of Oh, Shauna, yeah, I guess. It's just like... It just Shauna can't help. Because I like young Tyson as a character. It's just kind of frustrating to watch her be. 
Yeah. Well, that that leads us straight into the next. So the next scenes are Ty watching Van, Mari and Misty do a little Lottie prayer thing. And then Nat sees Lottie and Travis do the blessing. Nat and Ty are like, ew, gross. Yeah. You know, there is going to um, be a war at some yeah. point. It's going to be Nat yeah. and Taisa versus Lottie. And I don't know how that's going to go down. But those two are so anti Lottie right now. Like they are the only ones that are completely shitting on Lottie and her ideals right now. Yeah. And before we get to Ty going to the meat locker, let's just dive straight into my girl, Nat, stirring up some shit. Travis and Nat go hunting. They split up. They're obviously frustrated with each other and the situation. She's very logical. She's saying we got to go here. Over there is less vegetation, less game. There's going to be too much snow. No one's nothing's going to be over there. But he's like, no, fuck that. They split. And man, she, she. the pants, the pants. I feel like they would. He would know what Javi was wearing that night. By the way, like I feel like he would have went through his bag and been like, "Those were the pants from his bag." I digress. Either way, this is fucked up of Nat. I mean, it, they like I get it. Nat really wants to like cut any hope because it's not helping Travis at all, and Lottie's just making it worse. But I'm ready to do, like one thousand percent. Javi is fully alive. Like there's just no way he's not alive. Well, Lottie so, says it later, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah exactly. So, I mean, she gets cut off because Shauna's like, sorry, it lights the whole thing on fire. Like, all right, we'll get to this later. But yeah, Nat cutting her own leg and then having to hide it later when she's banging Travis. I'm like, you're going to get caught and it's just going to be terrible. The thing is, though, they're obviously going to recover from it because in their pre- in the present day, they yeah, were true. still in love. So they will get over it, which that was also something that I had thought of as well. But girl, like, I get what you're trying to do. But that is that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, that's like just such a blatant lie that is just going to get you exposed and cause more issues down the line. Her intentions think, are good, but I think my maybe potentially hot take is that I mean maybe not. Maybe you guys are on the same page as me, but I am starting to be so over this Nat and Travis thing. Like maybe it's a case of just having a binged this season one twice, and I was sick of Travis the second time so much. Like I'm just kind of over. This like weird Nat and Travis dynamic. It's just not doing it for me. It's almost the most boring part of 1996 that I just need something more interesting to happen. I basically just want us to get to the point where we find out what happened to Javi. And that might be a thing that doesn't happen till the end of the season, but I'm over this. And I don't even think it's that big of a deal of what she did because he's dead in their mind in Nat's rational mind. And you sh- yes. they should all be on the same page. Like who cares? Like just Travis needs to. I don't know. He's getting so into the wilderness, Lottie, Wiccan ritual stuff that it's obviously like the main thing on Nat's mind. And she's trying to help him get out of that because he's going deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm just a little bored of this story. I'm bored of the love angle to it. Like, oh, are they, you know, they're, they're broken up. They're together. They're broken up. Like that part is boring. But I think when you add the twist of what Lottie has to play in it with the visions, at least maybe not her physically being a love obstacle for Natalie, but I agree with you. I think, I think, (laughs) 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 but when, when you say it, Luke, I don't think I would have had those thoughts without you saying them. But now that you mentioned it it is like, yeah, I'm kind of over them being together. It's like either be together and support each other or just cut it off right now. So, which they won't, which they won't. It's literally, can you imagine trying to break up with someone while you're fucking stranded in a cabin in the middle of Bumblefuck nowhere? Like, it's just like an impossible proposition. It feels like eventually your anger will soften and then you'll get back together. Or at least your, your bang. And 
Coach Ben did it with Misty, so <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, Misty's a special case. <laughs> yeah, I I agree, Luke. I'm I just think they haven't really done much. Nothing has changed since like episode nine between the two of them. So it's been four episodes of this. So I agree. Yeah. It's only you know it's only been it's been three months actually. But in reality, for us, the four episodes they're in the same kind of like eh, yeah mood against each other. So I agree. And um, Lottie is making it more interesting. So you were right about that, Dave. Yes. Like it, and it's yes. and the whole thing is like it will become interesting again once Javi becomes a thing. But because every rational person in this situation would assume Javi's dead, they should just be like over this part of their. Yeah, you know, whatever. Disagree. It's interesting though because I I agree that we were, we weren't like we didn't love Travis that much, but I still love Young Nat. Like I agree. Like oh, yeah. what she did was bad. I just think for me, like we said, Luke, we like to live in like the gray. So it's like it's fine. She was doing it with good intentions, but I know this is just going to cause an issue later that's going to give me anxiety. You know, yeah. so that's why I'm like, Ugh, why are you yeah. doing that? Just mm-hmm. like let it rip. But it's just yeah. always going to be there, hanging over her head. Yes, one hundred percent. While we're on this topic, I do want to bring up the note of tell Nat she was right, because it's kind of got me thinking during this episode that we see Travis is obviously starting to follow a little bit of Lottie, uh, like believing in what Lottie's talking about and what she sees and everything like Travis is kind of making his way from oh Lottie's a nutcase to okay, maybe she does have some kind of understanding of the situation that's going on here. And so when I think of it like that, I think of the note. And then I think when he writes, tell Nat she was right, mm-hmm. I think he is referring to she as Lottie. Tell Nat that Ooh. Lottie was right. And potentially maybe Travis in the time that Natalie was in rehab five times that maybe he somehow dove himself more into the Lottie's cult, led mm-hmm. himself to become more of a victim to whatever ghost is out there hunting them down. But I think that note, tell Nat she was right, was referring to Lottie being right about the wilderness because Nat is totally like, there's no fucking wilderness ghost. This is all Wiccan shit. Like, I think this is him being like, yo, Lottie was right about everything that happened in the forest. Like, it wasn't just us losing our minds. Like, there was an external external force out there controlling us that's a great theory i like that a lot yeah and amazing she, that's like reddit postable worthy <laughs> yeah and have people talk about it because that that i've never even considered that that could be a possibility yeah yeah i mean that's perfect that too because there's no way to know the emphasis on the words in that sentence yeah you need a we need punctuation punctuation matters y'all or something yeah that's a great yeah, point because when you read it first off i think we all think that it's about that yeah that was mm-hmm. right about everything but yeah she, because nat didn't even know what she herself was right about so it would make even more sense that it was not even about her being right it was lottie yeah yeah, yeah. and what was she right even about that javi was dead so yeah you were right or the, I mean, yeah, it could be that, like that, but I think no, it was obvious. No, obviously, it's more about like the tree being or the ghost, the sh- yeah. uh, the guy in the shed. tree being. I like, I like that, Dave. That's good. Clip that, post that. Love it. Great job. Great work. <laughs> All right, I'll push us through these next scenes because we have been going like there's so many back and forth between that and Travis and Tyus and all them because this is where. Yeah. During the day, Thaisa finally calls out Shauna for all the things we've been talking about with the makeup and the braiding of the hair and all that mm-hmm. stuff. A couple things that I took away from this fighting because it did turn into a verbal sparring match and a little bit of a physical confrontation when they're like kind of like pushing each other. But I yeah. think Mari is the one that, of course, it's Mari that's stirring this stuff up. Yeah, really. It's like this random comment that gets them to actually fight. Whatever. They're going to cremate Jackie's two month old dead body that night and Thais is like calling the shots there also we have a quick scene of Lottie seeing 
the cut on on Jackie's yeah. arm, which is important to know. Like it's just queuing us up for like the next scene, the eating scene. Body to fully support Shauna's decision of eating. Yeah, right. He didn't do say you, anything, so yes, well, that's kind of what. It, do you think that's why Shauna didn't want to take off the clothes because she was wanted to hide that? That's yes. I didn't think it at the point, but that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, so and then with the clothes, I just have to say, how are the clothes just not melted on Jackie's body? Like, how are they not just eating leather and fucking jeans? When it just must have burned right off. That's what they're saying. I don't know. But I was like, you're eating jeans. You're eating leather. I, I saw a little like a fray of some clothing maybe in the first bite. That yeah. Takes. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. But also building the fire right next to the cabin is out of control like just a huge bonfire inches away from the cabin put your dead friend right on top i would say they put it far enough away but the fact that they put it underneath a looming tree branch like that that was able to drop snow like that was probably the stupider part like they could have easily just set fire to the whole forest right there Mm -hmm. but i guess it's the winter benefit of the doubt supernatural we don't know what's happening yeah (laughs) the spooky wind would have figured out a way to smolder that fire for sure Also, uh, one last thing, Lottie gives Shauna the necklace. That's yep. big. I just yep. want to say, I think it was perfect how the show, you know, had the the sex scene going parallel with the wind flowing and then the snowfall comes and like it lands on Jackie and you just know right away that that shit is, she's not getting charred anymore. That shit is cooking her to a, <laughs> to a perfect temperature of a nice 170 internal <laughs> degrees. Medium rare. Yeah, medium rare. And oh, fuck. I thought it was so perfect because when they light it, I'm like, damn, like I was really expecting them to start consuming Jackie. But of course, the fucking ghost comes out, saves the day and preserves the body enough for them to just eat, not be for the body to not be charred to a crisp and then just start consuming it. Mm-hmm. That was wild. When another quick scene we kind of skipped when Nat and Travis show up and are like, "What is happening?" <laughs> like Jackie's just like on on a fire about to be cremated, and they're like, "We missed a lot, didn't we?" Wow, yeah. brutal. But, but he, he puts Javi's pants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Shona's little speech was so cute. It made me tear up. Like I'll never have another friend like you. I don't know where I end and you begin. She says sorry, which I'm. It's kind of like a moment of clarity for Shauna because I feel like she's just been like in her own head and really feeling this immense guilt. And obviously she's still guilty, but it was a sweet moment, especially how they left things. I like that she like fully apologized to her. And and I don't know if that's the last we see of Ella Purnell. I'm going to assume it's not. But if it was, she had a great run. Love that girl. Can't believe I had to watch them eat her. But, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. Let's get to the comparison, Kyle. You want you said you had some uh, juicy facts or things you wanted to talk about with them wearing the the Roman garbs or the, the yeah. Too. So obviously, yeah, the way they present the scene is we're going back and forth between some conceptual fantasy of them like dressed up in all of this kind of regalia. You know, Travis is wearing a toga. They're kind of feasting on fruits, and it's like timid at first, which is perfectly paralleling them kind of timidly eating Jackie. And then it gets more and more like insane and ravenous. And just something for me was like, just like I said about, you know, middle of this episode, speaking about the Oedipus complex thing, that it's obviously very intentional that they're doing all of this like Roman culture kind of influence thing. So I looked into it naturally. 
because I just wanted to know like if there was other people talking about it. And I found a absolutely glorious article on primetimer.com written by Layla Latif. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but and it just lays out an insane amount of like parallels and like kind of like influences of like what is actually happening. Again, I don't think it's something that explains and like is easy to build like a theory off of for the future. It's just interesting to to kind of think about themselves. Um, kind of like in their own right. So Bacchus, everyone who's a magician's fan knows Bacchus, uh, kind of the is the Roman counterpart to Dionysus, this kind of god of who's associated with drinking and orgies and all of these kind of things. But there was a like a, a, there was a cult back in the actual Roman Empire, like something I don't know the actual name of it. How about that? But essentially they had these festivals and weekends that were called Bacchanalia where it was a lot of female followers and they would go into the woods and kind of have like these huge sexual orgies, drunkenness. They would have sent apparently, obviously this happened a long time ago. They would be become possessed by Bacchus himself. They would poison people, do animal sacrifices, murder people, Mm. become cannibals. But the issue with that is, and this is a little bit of a tangent classic is that like we get the perspective of someone a hundred plus years after it was supposed to have happened, who was culturally conservative. So obviously he's like these fucking crazy people were obviously eating people who knows if it was actually true, but to get more back on track, just like there's a lot of like, they've done a lot of things that line up very kind of perfectly almost with everything that we quote unquote know about the Bacchanalia. So like even in what the doom coming episode, they stuffed the pine cone in Travis's mouth. Mm-hmm. All the followers that would go on, they were called Bacchanites. They would have big sticks with pine cones on the top of them. So that was like something that they would carry. So that's there. They would have like feasts where they would like put, I'm pretty sure like animal heads on people, which wow. is very similar to what when they were hallucinating with Travis, when it's like become like that weird sexual thing where they see him as like a deer or whatever it is. So that part was was obviously weird kathleen you just mentioned recently the spooky wind uh they would talk about bacchus's presence was described using the word bromios which means the roaring of the wind um again the rituals with all of the masks and the music a very big part of the kind of festival and the revelry was about this ritualistic rebirth which lottie is obviously potentially following with her cult now once they're burying that old man alive mm, yeah um same thing with the bear that comes up last season and kind of offers itself willingly to them. That was a big part in that they would they would put food and water on the ground and then have animals come up and essentially bow their heads down. And then they would that would be the animal sacrifice. The bear literally did exactly that. Um, another thing is that they wanted they would prefer to have domesticated animals be the sacrifices. And obviously Taisa kills her own dog which is a domesticated mm. animal, her pet. Fuck. Um, yeah, they would end up eating uh, said sacrifices. And then what is another one? And then um, a very, the word that's described in the article, it says a Bacchanalian ambition is to bridge the land of the living and the dead. Oh, wow. Which is essentially what Travis is trying to do by yeah. like, knocking himself unconscious. Fuck. What's another one? Um a Roman general wrote about observing soil eating by the women of the Greek island of Lemnos to tie it, which ties it in even further is that the legend has it that the Lemnos women rose up and murdered the men as revenge who, and overthrowing their king 
who was Bacchus's son. Oh, we have Tyson okay. who's obviously eating dirt. And, and then there's another thing of like there was a story of them like scratching through dirt and uh like this white liquid would come up through the dirt and that um that happens to Taisa in season one as well. So I, this obviously is on purpose. It's yeah. not yes. like a mistake. Yeah. There's like an insane amount of connections and parallels there. So yeah. I, it makes me maybe not a theory, but more of the like this feels like there's like some spirit that is overtaking them doing something that's or into the supernatural versus like the PTSD or like the hunger hallucinations. So I just, that's like a, I guess a fat feather in the cap of anyone who wants it to be Kyle's supernatural corner. hallucinations and things like that. <laughs> Kyle's corner. Kyle's I loved corner. that. that awesome, also yeah. Lottie's literally just putting mass, like animal mass on people's face during her stuff too. So there's like a yeah. million connections to that mm-hmm. one. That, that is wild. I think it's exactly right. There's not just 20 coincidences. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, but like I said, also like, I'm just interested to find like, if we get to like a next summer or spring, what happens when it's no longer winter and we don't yeah. need to eat people? Do they just like it so much that they still have these type of ritual moments? Or is it more of just like a need thing? Who can say? I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Just in general, though, I mean, let's do thoughts on cannibalism in general. I mean, I'll, I'll do mine. So I, I think it's all right. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> My guess is they did, besides all of that, you know, deeper meaning that Kyle just gave us, right? The way that they did this almost last supper feast is to soften the blow and to not absolutely ick the viewers, right? So even so, I, as I said, my mouth was fucking agape this entire scene. But I said to Luke, I was like, cannibalism is cool until I have to watch them eat my favorite character. <laughs> just like it's like the even deeper sadness in the in the first scene of the pilot when they eat presumably mari who we think it, we're disconnected to it right we we're seeing the meat and i i even compared it to luke in um the hundred we don't know who they're actually eating it just looks like fat slab of sashimi right it just doesn't look like anything but this was so brutal and it's the way that they all buy in at once for me that was so shocking i asked last episode how it was going to go. Was it going to be a group decision, a huge argument? Was it like Lottie saying we have to do it? Would Shauna trick them into eating it? You know, I I really didn't know how the first bite was going to be had besides obviously Shauna eating the ear, which was crazy. But I really thought it was going to be a bigger conversation. And it was not not a conversation. Shauna said she wants us to. And they all dug in. And, you know, watching them all smell it. And Van is like, what? is that like it must have just been absolutely glorious to smell something cooking when they're starving to death mm-hmm. and of course we see ben scott set it out right and he's absolutely next but imagine so dead. Yeah, imagine so dead. watching this happen like he's the adult there he is watching these people rip into human flesh i mean put yourself in his shoes for a second and it is unbearable like absolutely unbearable and he's obviously just not gonna do this and i can't wait for the conversation they're gonna have next episode because that's what i'm looking forward to the most what is the conversation that's gonna be had post eating snacky so i don't think that this is gonna be like a open the floodgate situation where now everybody's on the menu whoever steps out of line (laughs) i think it's more it was a it was more of a situation like they took the opportunity that was presented for themselves i think another 
uh, malicious kill into eating someone in a cannibalistic way is going to is what's going to is what's going to take to actually open the floodgates. Like they're not just going to be like, all right, like we're starving. Who's next? I think like it was just a coincidence that Jackie died and the forest presented itself to her, to them, whatever, like something's going to, there's going to be another trigger moment. That's going to, that's going to happen. And it could be a result of the war between Lottie and versus Taisa and like, however that plays out. Yeah. I think it's it's simple. And sorry, Dave, if, if it devolves into who's on the menu next and just like an act, like Misty would obviously be the next person that they would just kill and eat. It feels like, like she would be the logical next step. (laughs) Personal. I mean, I love her, but obviously in this situation of them, they would be like, okay, Missy, you're next. Yeah. Look, I think, you know, Ben Scott had the the total realistic reaction. I, you yes. know, obviously any one of us would be in that situation. But the, the question I'm asking is, why did he react that way when everyone else was so willing to just commit to it? Like, what was the forest spirit? Is the forest spirit just not interested in him? Does, does the forest spirit know he's the next victim? So he didn't quote unquote possess him like he did possess all the other kids like obviously he was in the right like none of the normal reaction would be what the fuck are these people doing but he was the only one that had that reaction so why was he so hesitant on it was he not possessed so i think the obvious thing is that he's not an adolescent right like maybe you know younger brains are more susceptible to whatever's happening he's an adult he's maybe what early 30s i would assume so maybe it has something to do with that. It might not be that simple, but that's just the easy difference, right? Right then and there. Yeah, that was honestly what I was thinking too. I just wasn't sure if it would maybe, if anyone else had thought it would maybe be a little deeper. But do you think, I guess to go off that, do you think the ghost then, it's just like he's just immune to the ghost possession? I don't think can't. it's a possession thing. I think they're just hungry. And they have, yeah, no, I agree. he's probably hungry too. Yeah. But like, like he has the maturity and and experience, yeah. like of being, I don't know, just being capable of uh, mentally just... go like pushing, yes. him, holding himself off. I'm sure if this guess, continued yeah. on, like he would have no choice, and like he would be overcome by it. But I don't that think ambiguity that we've loved so much with yeah. Amb- Yellow Jackets. That could it be a possession? Like were they all possessed, or was it just that? Yeah, they were just like you said, maybe less so experienced in these situations that they just felt the need to do whatever. Because Kathleen said it, like there was no discussion. Like I thought it would have been at least a discussion amongst like half the group being like, yeah, we should eat her half of them being like, nah, but they all silently just did it. Like Shauna said, yeah, Shauna said one thing and no one even questioned like, what the fuck are you talking about? Shauna? Like they were all just like, yeah, you're totally right. Like, let's just yeah, especially because it was a she wants us to not like. A, I think we should do this maybe because we're running out of meat. Like right. it was a like a the reasoning was that dead Jackie told them to, and they were all like, "All right, let's get it." <laughs> let's fucking go. Yeah. Um, how did you guys feel watching them eat her though? What was your emotions? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess just like a general disgust. But at the very least, she was cooked. Yeah, yeah. true. It, it was definitely disgusting watching. And I think the orange, as surprisingly as it was, was probably like, for me, the skeeviest comparison that they did because it's you're peeling back oh, the yeah. orange skin, which is kind of like you're peeling back the layers of the skin to get to the actual cooked meat. And it's like, that was for me was visibly the, the grossest part because I could just picture them just like digging their nails in Jackie and just like, uh, ripping everything uh, off. It's like, fuck. What a yeah. great comparison, so, but so horrible. I had a thought, and this theory probably is just a total dart throw, but 
first time I had this thought was watching this episode was what if like we love the red herring and the double the double writing um that everything can be taken as by these writers like they're so good at it making mm. everything could, it could you know like you, you think you're looking at one thing and it's the other thing what if like everything to this point has been a red herring and Shauna is the antler queen and the reason I am even saying that is because she did take the first bite here and she took the first bite last episode whatever but it this is the first time where they weren't like looking to Lottie and they looked at her and she was the one like kind of like leading this. So maybe, I don't know, she could be the leader of the cannibals and Lottie's whole spiritual thing could be something completely separate. It has nothing to do with it. And it's just like a whole red herring. I keep using that term, but that's just saying, just put it out there because uh, there's nothing to stand on besides this final scene and Shauna biting the first bite. Okay. Just saying it would be interesting if they took that route. Alex like said you, the same thing. I really? like that you put it on mm-hmm. the board. Keep it on the board because, I mean, I I still think that Lottie is the antler queen because of the one scene that just stands out to me is when she turns her head and there's the antlers behind yeah. her. But I think that's actually a really cool theory because that would be a twist that I just didn't see coming. But it would make sense here because you're right. Shauna yeah. was the leader of the decision of let's eat Jackie and was the first to do so. Would be fun. It would be fun. Do you think they ate yeah. all of her? There's got to be leftovers, right? Right. Yeah. They have to save some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder what reheated Jackie tastes like. Ugh. Good God. Definitely yeah, not as Jackie good as Stu. Jackie. No one is touching Ben Scott's meal. No mm. one is. They're saving it for him. He knows him. that if they're willing to like, he's he, I feel like he knows there's a chance that he could be someone that they eat. Yeah, totally. I'm That's so, part of the reaction as well. I'm yeah. so curious to know. I just want to see the the interactions between him now and the rest of them in this next episode. Like, is he just yeah. going to? Is he going to just completely avoid all of them now and be like, you guys are fucking crazy? Or is he like pretend like nothing happens? I'm interested. Yeah. To see, I feel like Nat is going to be someone that's like, okay, so like, are we going to fucking talk about the fact that we ate Jackie? Like, they're, yeah. What is going to happen with that if she's going to be someone, I think? Because I, I, maybe they didn't have time for it, but like we're saying, they kind of all just dug in. And I feel like she would have been someone that would have been like, well, let's slow down yes. a second here. But yeah. I mean, maybe yeah, the hunger just does something crazy too. I could have seen Nat and Ben being the two that didn't do it. Like, I could have seen her be hanging back with Ben being like, what the fuck? Because everyone else, sure. But Nat's been the one that's like, fuck this the whole time. So, yeah, we'll see. I I can't wait for episode three to have this conversation. There's definitely going to be a conversation had because I think they're all going to be sick, probably. Like, I would assume they get sick somehow even if it's just like a subconscious thing like i can't believe we fucking ate jackie and are like puking and stuff but it could also be like if you eat human flesh i know it was cooked but like i don't know the science but i assume you've never had it before who knows how it's going to sit in your stomach when especially when you're absolutely starving to death which is just weird so i mean they say when like if you're like kyle like a pescatarian or vegetarian for you know x number of years or months and you have meat for the first time in that amount of time like you do get sick from it so it's very possible that because they haven't been exposed to as much meat in their daily lives and they're just consuming it all at once that yeah they get some kind of like like, mad cow disease but from a human (laughs) medical news today says that where is it oh wait let me get the actual funny line while it may although it may seem wrong in quotes which is interesting to put that in quotes because it is wrong uh the good news is that consuming cooked human flesh is no more dangerous than eating the cooked flesh of other mammals wow that's anyway what are our final thoughts before we get into buzzkill the episode and mvp of the episode anything 
I don't have anything to add. I just nope. great, you know, great episode. I think this one was rated. Uh, I didn't. I don't have the number in front of me, but higher than last episode. And last episode was already the second highest of the whole series. So it was definitely up there for one of my favorite episodes for yeah. sure. Yeah, for ending, All right, up, Luke, start us off. All right, for MVP and Buzzkill. What do you? Does it matter which one? Both of yeah, them. Go ahead, rock okay. it. I thought I was not going to be first, so I took a not low hanging fruit for MVP. I actually said Coach Ben because. I couldn't find an easy answer for MVP. Buzzkill was easier for me, but I really couldn't think of anything. And I really enjoyed Coach Ben's small reactions um, and like how that kind of sets up the future of his character's mm. plot path. Like we've been just talking about right there. Like I think he is definitely on the menu next. So, and all of these like little moments. And he had a really funny moment too when he reacted to uh, oh, when they the start makeup. Eat- when they pull out the body and they see the makeup and they're just yeah, like, he's like, Jesus. Been, yeah. They, they have been bright. She has been braiding her hair and putting on makeup on Jackie's dead body. And he's just like, holy fuck. He yeah. just, <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a weak answer for MVP, but I do anytime coach Ben gets screen time. I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, but better answer here is for Buzzkill. Uh, I talked about it earlier in the pod. I'm picking Kevin because I think he mm. is going to be, He's, he's probably going to die this season because of how much of an adversary he is to Shauna. And yeah, I wish he was fully team Buzzkill or Buzzkill team <laughs> Yellow Jackets. jackets yeah. Buzztown. Yeah. Team instead, <laughs> I don't see a path out of this where he's going to live and and not be on their side. So I'm Kevin. I'm jumping in here because I don't want to look like a fool like I did last week with my LVP and MVPs. So LVP, take the low hanging fruit. Callie for, you know, Spilling the beans on the situation, and then MVP will throw it to Van for saving Thaisa's life. I like that. That's yeah. good. So without her saving Thaisa, the show might not be as interesting as it would be in the in the finale. So there you go. MVP, Van. Hi. Am I next? I was going to say my MVP was going to be Van for the exact same reason. I didn't want to be in that position again. This week. <laughs> so I was like I'm going now. Um. So my MVP. Is gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna say Travis because Travis got laid. So young Travis. Okay. Shout out to Travi boy. I just also just want to say that it's funny that he he literally took taking saying like the wrong name in bed to the most insane level of literally hallucinating another woman. Yeah. And getting away with it. So shout out to my boy. And then uh, uh, Buzzkill. <laughs> Buzzkill is going to be, I'm going to say adult Shauna. Damn it. That's mine. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> That's, fine. Um, That's fine. Because just because that scene with Kevin was like, oh my God, it was like nails on a chalkboard. I was like, felt I felt very uncomfortable watching it. And just because she was just kind of floundering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you need a lawyer for? Oh, I watch too much TV nowadays. <laughs> yeah, she like, like uh, she looks at the table and she brought him the cake that says "I want a lawyer" from Misty, and she's like, "Uh, she's in the trash. Uh, never mind." <laughs> so my L or Buzzkill is going to be Shauna. So I'm going to switch it to Matt, aka Jay, aka Cop. Um, he's just like a rookie, you know. He's a he's a overzealous rookie. He said he's only been on the job for a year. He drinks fucking Fireball. He's serving <laughs> underage teens, so he's he's ready to break the rules. Seriously, and, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, like so. I'm gonna give him the LVP, and then my MVP is gonna be 
young Ty. I think, uh, first of all, actress, incredible acting, like especially when she's screaming at Shauna, just being like, but she's doing it in a way that you can really tell she cares for Shauna. And it's not just being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're, you're insane. It's like, you got to stop this. Like when Lottie's like, that was her best friend. And Lottie's and Shauna's like, sorry. And Ty's like, I get it. But no, we have to stop this. Like she's the only logical voice. And I also think the sleepwalking is just so cool. It adds another layer. I, I understand it. I sleepwalk. I get it. And I hope she didn't shit in the bucket. But <laughs> young Ty. I think did had a great episode in interestingness, in acting, and in just like being s- sweet and you know tough, loving Shauna when she needed it. Kyle, I'm actually pissed. I saw your MVP as Van because there is a clear MVP in this episode that Wait. none of us brought up, and it's Snacky. Oh, he takes oh, one for the team to help the others yeah. survive. So it's got to be. I'll change mine from Van to That's Snacky. I was gonna get try and guess it, but I was not gonna say Snacky. <laughs> when you when you said the S sound, I thought you were gonna say Steve again. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> I was probably was thinking like, of okay. Steve. I was probably thinking Hashtag, of Steve. Where is Steve? Steve might have Steve. Steve might have turned into a Snacky for Thais. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> All right, that is our episode two coverage on Yellow Jackets. Again, if you're listening on Buzztown TV, which is our strictly Yellow Jackets feed, uh, hit subscribe and go check out our Binchtown TV feed. It has all of our other shows. Again, we've got uh, lots of things rocking. We've got Shadow and Bone, Mandalorian. Um, we're doing Succession, which we're having a lot of fun with. That's another amazing Sunday night show, which we're just like, we dress up, go watch us on YouTube. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, that is the episode. We'll be back next week with episode three. Um, hit subscribe on every anything you're listening on. You know, follow us on all of our socials, Binchtown TV. And yeah, that's the episode. We are Binchtown TV. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.